Hi. <laughs> Hello, Rubies. Welcome back. It's been a minute, mm -hmm. you know, but we're back with another review to, this is actually a movie that we both had never seen before, mm -hmm. um, but it's an A24 film and chose A24 film. Why? Because the actors are still on strike and we want to support the strike efforts. So A24 is uh, one of the only studios that has agreed to all of the demands from the actors and the writers. So that's why I chose this A24 film called How to Talk to Girls at Parties. Um, because I think at this point, Lindsay has seen every 20, A24 film that I've seen, so. Yep. <laughs> Except for maybe Hereditary. Yeah, I have not seen Hereditary. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't on my list of uh, things to watch. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, watching this one was definitely an experience. It was not what I anticipated at all. <laughs> no, no, it was uh, not. Reading yeah, the, I had um, synopsis on it and then <clears throat> seeing what um, genre it was in. Yeah, I was not anticipating it. I was anticipating kind of like can't hardly wait type S mm -hmm, movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very different. Yeah. Um, but what I found out after, or basically actually during watching the movie, was that it's based on a short story by Neil Gaiman, um, which if you're familiar with any of Neil Gaiman's work, that makes a lot of sense. When that was revealed to me, I was like, oh, okay, now I, now I understand. Mm. Uh, at the end of the movie, you know, the main character is like doing a book signing. Mm -hmm. And when they're getting to the bookstore, they, you know, they're showing you like the stickers on the window. Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And one of the stickers says Sandman, which is one of Neil Gaiman's most famous works. Okay. So if you've ever read Sandman, heard of Sandman, or watched Sandman, it came out on Netflix, I think a year or two ago. Okay. That's Neil Gaiman. Um, uh, Good Omens is partially Neil Gaiman. It's Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. That's a show that's also on Amazon. Uh, Neil Gaiman has been around a lot of things. You've probably seen some of his work and did not realize it. Um, <clears throat> but he's a very famous writer, and a lot of his works get turned into uh, film and TV. Okay. Okay, so he's pretty uh, successful. <clears throat> he's very successful. Yeah. Uh, it's what he's done uh, with his writings and everywhere and everything. Um, there was a show on Stars called American Gods. That was based on a book of his. Oh, okay. Uh, the movie Stardust, also a book of his. Okay. The movie Coraline, also <laughs> he wrote Coraline. that. Coraline, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's he's you've heard of him, you've seen this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of his things are very uh, you know fantastical. Do uh, have to do a lot with like different kinds of fantasy and stuff like that. And so this one's a little bit more sci-fi. Um, but it's still uh, very fantastical in the way that it's done. Like it's not your, it's not a uh, science-based sci-fi, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so that was interesting. All I knew about the movie was that Elle Fanning was in it and it was A24. And I remember seeing the trailer. I was like, it can't be cute, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sure we were both shocked when aliens were in it. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh. I, and then, you know, 
because I looked and saw the genre like right when I started it. Because again, mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be like a um, teen comedy, you know. And when I yeah. saw the genre, like a teen like, rom com. Right, right. So, like, when I saw the genre, I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to be more of a horror type esque. That's what I was. That mm. when I think of sci fi, that I automatically go to horror. You think of horror. Yeah. Really? Every yeah. time? Almost every time, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's where I was going with it. I'm like, okay, so I'm like, do I have to watch this with the lights on? Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 yeah. But no, no, it wasn't that at all. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I didn't think about, I, well, I didn't, I didn't look up to see anything about it, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I seen the trailer and I just I never thought of possibly horror or I would have told you. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I didn't but, watch the trailer. Maybe I should have done Yeah, that. oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So maybe I shouldn't have done that. Ah, that's okay. You know, yeah. you go in blind and you get very surprised. I tell you yeah. what. Because I, I was definitely like, what is happening? <laughs> right, right, right. You get you get more authentic reactions when you don't watch the trailer, you just go in. And um being that I live tweeted my initial mm-hmm. thoughts, I think that's more authentic, you know. 100%, yeah, for yeah. sure. Especially with a movie like this, because even the trailer did not give it away that yeah. they had anything to do with aliens. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, they, they did a good job with uh, that particular trailer, because like, like you're saying, a lot of times trailers give way too much away. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So, this, this one gave what, you know, the basic that we both had assumed was going to mm. be enough, uh, but it, it's not. It's different. So, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's it's a 2017 science fiction romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. That's that's how they have it categorized. And yeah, I would agree with that. Um, yeah, definitely agree. <laughs> so it stars this stars. Well, it it the main character's name is N E N N, which I was like, that's an interesting name. Is it short for something? <laughs> and you know another thing that um I was shocked on was mm-hmm. that it was a um English. It was English people. Yeah, I didn't anticipate that either. Yeah. Um I guess maybe I didn't remember that from the trailer. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh okay, sure, why not? You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. especially when it the whole thing where like involved in the punk scene and everything, it mm-hmm. makes sense would be in London or England somewhere in right. Croydon. Yeah, Croydon. Right, right. And which I've never heard of. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be like a small, you know, suburban kind of thing, you know. Because mm-hmm. um, it's it's around the Queen's Jubilee, which is uh, one of the celebrations. I think it's like a 50th celebration of being on the crown, something like that. And so, you know, lots of nationwide celebratory things are happening. And um, Inn's mom is part of that crowd who's, like, supporting the queen and celebrating her jubilee, uh, which seems to be just kind of, like, in rebellion to the politics of Inn's father who left. Mm-hmm. She mentions that Inn's father was liberal and he left anyway, so now she's going to try a conservative, I guess. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I was like, that's not... That, that doesn't matter, hun. <laughs> no, no, not how that works at all. But, oh well. <laughs> right. Enjoy your loyalist, royalist, whatever. Right. 
Right. Well, your son's a punk out here. Yeah. And then the guy was like, because uh, he had to ask his mom for, you know, money for pocket money because he is a kid. Uh, <clears throat> and then the guy is like making fun of him talking about, oh, well, the revolution's going to be funded by your mom's money, huh? So it's like, oh, okay, guy, like, please. <laughs> He's like, a who teenager. cares how it's funded? Relax. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but, you know. So, Ann is out with his friend, uh, let's see, what were his friends? Oh, 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 yeah, his friend uh, with the blonde hair who looks very much like a punk, right? Mm. And we have uh, uh, John and then um, Abraham. I think Abraham was the one who was, like, a little bit more quiet. Um, yeah. But, you know, they're they're into the punk scene. They're, they, they're writing their own zine and everything, which is very common at the time, too. Mm-hmm. And they Get, you know more readers for their zines so they're taking it to the show uh and the venue is run by nicole kidman which <laughs> i was like what i didn't know she was in this <laughs> but she's named herself queen queen bodica mm-hmm. uh, probably wrong but um queen bodica is a real person really mm-hmm. fascinating character in history who was a celtic queen who uh defied the romans and pushed them out of london uh, even though they eventually uh, won, she's she's been remembered, and she's got lots of like TV shows and movies and stuff about her. I think another one is coming out pretty soon, actually, mm. uh, because again, you know, it's that the Romans come in with all this much more advanced like technology and battle strategy than what the Celts would have had at the time, uh, and they were able to really hold them off and beat them back in in ways that lots of other places weren't. Okay. Yeah. And especially with her being, you know, a queen at the time, you don't really hear about too many queens, you know, doing this kind of thing, even though she wasn't the only one, but you just don't hear about them. She's got like a statue and everything. Very famous figure in uh, English history, Celtic history. Um, So that's who she's fashioned herself after. And she's like, you know, I'm. She's hung out with all these other famous punk groups and people and stuff, and apparently they've all gotten famous and sold out and left her behind. You know, mm-hmm. so she's still trying, but she's still trying to get other bands like record deals. So what's the truth? <laughs> right, right, right. She, Everybody's she's working eat. good as a um, what a, what is that? An agent? Yeah, it's a manager. 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 Band that's playing as the band. Uh, there's like a scout from Virgin Records there, mm-hmm. and um, she points them out to the band, and they get a little too enthusiastic with their performance, and the the guy from Virgin Records, and so they don't get the deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah they kind of blew that. They, yeah, they they absolutely messed up. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I would have been pissed too. Like, um, do your job, but don't touch me. <laughs> right. What does this have to do with me? Like I did not, you know. Man. <laughs> so uh after that they're trying to figure out where the after party's gonna be because of course they want to go party. Mm-hmm. Right. And like they have <laughs> I love how like they have no money at all. Like even though he got that some the little bit of whatever he got from his mom, mm-hmm. like it's three kids sharing one bike, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. To go to this show that's definitely not carding anybody, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and they want to go to the after party, of course. They're just making the best of what they got, for real. Like, yeah, yeah like, 
I've seen, you know, two people on a bike, you know. That's not that unusual. But yeah. three people on a bike? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they were three. doing it. They were doing it. So I they were somehow making it work. I... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The balance that has to take, I don't okay. know. Like, you got to have some really good calf muscles to pull that off. Yes. So, yeah. And they were definitely um, doing it. <laughs> yeah. So they're trying to go to this to this party and uh, their blonde friend is like, I know where it is. Follow me. You know, whatever. And uh, he doesn't know where it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't. And they get lost. Um, but they start to hear music. So they're like walking towards the music, trying to find out, you know, oh, well, this must be the after party. Hear this music. It really could just be anybody playing a record in the house, but whatever. So mm-hmm. they find this house and like the colors, the windows and the windows have like different colors in each window, you know, like, like there's red and orange and green, like just like, you know, LED lit up, uh, very much my style, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you see from my headphones, right. Um, right? <laughs> and like, I actually have a ring light up here that does like a very similar color pattern right now, oh, <laughs> but yeah. it makes great light. So. Right, right, right. What can you do? I love LEDs. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, like a moth to a flame, they go inside and they're like, you know, trying to figure out what the party's all about. And these folks are dressed very strangely and they talk really strangely. And, uh, you know, I actually, while while watching the movie, because I was so much like, what is going on? <laughs> I started making the playlist, like the afterwatch playlist of like, you know, the ending explain kind of kind of like videos, right? Mm-hmm. And um, in the short story that this is based on, it's very, it's kind of starting from the idea of how, you know, boys are from, well, men are from Mars, women are from Venus kind of thing, right? Like they're they're at this kind of age, you know, you're interested in each other, but they might seem alien to you. You don't really, really know how to like communicate in the way that you want to, right? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like the basis for this story. Okay, that makes a whole lot more sense right, right. it's a bit metaphor yeah. yeah yeah it's a big metaphor that's right mm-hmm. that's the word so because he talks to one girl and she's uh she's very strange she's she tells him his, her name is wayne swain which is not a normal name uh yeah <laughs> and he's just it's just a very odd and awkward interaction but he's just like okay yeah okay like this isn't this is strange, but not strange enough, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, his blonde friend, like, meets uh, one of the one of the aliens and called Stella. And apparently their whole group is called Stella, which we find out later. But he just thinks that's her name. And um, they get into it really early. And he, uh, he ends up getting probed, you know, by alien whatever. Because at one point you see there are three hands on him. It's like, wait a minute, yeah. where... <laughs> How did that even happen? Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, you know, like, he's, what kind he's of with, party? <laughs> yeah, what kind of party is this? Who are these people? What are they doing? Right. You know. Right. And uh, his other friend is just really just kind of vibing with the music crew with the other, like the other aliens. They're kind mm-hmm. of like singing or screaming. It's very strange, you know, music. They're kind of like very kind of sci-fi, kind of like, you know, choral arrangement. Yeah, you might hear, he looked, you know, he, he looked like he was high as shit. And, uh, uh, probably, 
Yeah, like the like he was a part of that group, and one of them got pulled over to go do some type of sexual fantasy. That yeah, he didn't even know existed. <laughs> How and could it, he? Right, and then one got a girl. Yeah, right. We're all so that's, that's the main character, <laughs> and he he finds he finds Elle Fanning's character, mm-hmm. right, and she is currently also like in rebellion against her they call all the adults teacher what is it parent teachers yeah all adults are parent teachers Mm -hmm. so Elle Fanning's character her name is Zan and uh she's you know kind of rebelling against her parent teachers and she's telling them apparently her group they're all different groups who've come together and uh, her group claims individuality, right? Individuality of experience and stuff like that. So she's like, I want to have my own experience, you know, because they're supposed to leave pretty soon. She's like, I want to have my own experience. And um, before the, before the, I think they call it the reaping or the eating, before the eating. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> so she demands to be able to go off and, you know, do her own thing, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's when she runs into Anna and everything and she leaves with him. Uh, after uh, the blonde friend has that sexual probing situation, which is, you know, a very common story you heard with aliens before. <laughs> right? But yeah, but they went they went a little a little too far. So. <laughs> well, you don't even you don't ever see anything really, but it's it's very uh, it's pretty much said and heavily implied, like it's like anal probing that's happening. Yeah. Again, um, a very like common alien story joke that I remember hearing in like the nineties, you know, whatever. Because yeah. I remember there were a bunch of like alien abduction movies that came out mm-hmm. in the nineties, and so uh, I remember one of those. Always the joke was they're gonna probe you, you know. So that's what probing is going up your butt. Well, no, probing can be anything, but when people talk about that in terms with aliens, that's typically what they mean. Yeah, mm. probably just been searching, but yeah. Yeah, like I just thought, like in regards to aliens, I just thought it meant like torturing you to get info. Oh no, no, no! It just means it just it just yeah, it just means you're you know searching, looking for something, looking for information. Typically, you know, asking probing questions, that kind of thing. Yeah. But usually, when people say that about aliens, they're making a joke about anal you know, probes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah, it's extremely suggestive what they're doing. I was, and I yeah. tweeted out, I was like, they're definitely tickling his prostate. But everybody seems to enjoy it. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like I get it. You know, that's he's not the only one this happens to. Right, right, right. They did that to a. Well, we'll get there. But yeah, so but yeah, I was just like, you know, I, I they're definitely tickling the prostate. Yeah. <laughs> And like he has his eyes closed the whole time, and they've eventually like got him like hooked up to something. Yeah, and they got his wrists hooked up and everything. I was like, how did they do that? With <laughs> yeah, it's one of them. Well, um, what is them? Um, them dominatrix type. Yeah, trampy yeah. things. And yeah, because they had his legs up and they had his arms up. Right, and yeah. the Stellas are all in latex all the time. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah, and they had him there, Fred Eagle. <laughs> and the only reason why he started tripping is because he started feeling extra hands. 
Yeah, he started feeling extra hands. He opened his eyes and he saw not only just the girl, but also another dude. And But there were three hands and two, and like not enough hands for all the people who were in the room. Yeah. So like at first, when they first started showing the hands, okay, because it was, it was a one left hand and then it was a second left hand. And I was like, wait a minute. Those are two left hands. Like I get they're supposed to be aliens, but what is this? So then the third hand came and it was a right hand. So I'm like, okay, this is a whole different person. But then putting it together, like if she's tickling the prostate, that's where her right hand is. And then the guy had both of his hands on him. So, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you figured out the logistics. Cause I was like... <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I, I had to make sense in my head because I was like, what yeah. are we watching? <laughs> So. Also, the parent teacher for uh, the Stellas is played by Ruth Wilson, uh, who is one of my favorite actors. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've seen her before, because I almost didn't recognize her here actually. Um, but she's in. She was in this. She was in um. Oh gosh, the Book of Ruth, which was a good one uh, that I saw. That was a really good one actually. Uh, Jane Eyre. She's been in. Um, the Doctor Who His Voices. Mrs. Wilson was another one that I watched with her, and it was really good. Um, she's been in His Dark Materials. Uh, she was also in that show with um, Idris Elba, where he was a detective. Luther? Luther, yes. Okay. So she plays, like, the main antagonist in Luther. She plays Alice Morgan. And she's, like, she's incredibly deranged. It's, it's great. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she's really, really good at her job. But it was so it was so like strange to see her here because I'm really used to her playing uh, pretty dark characters actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, oh, that's her. Oh, she's smiling. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, so it was cool to see her. But they leave the house and everything, and the and L goes back. Van goes back with in Van and in. They uh, go back to his house and. Um, she has nowhere to go. They're not going to let her stay there. And they're like, you know, we're going to leave this planet. Then there's going to be the feeding. Like, you know, uh, she wants to experience, you know, life on Earth. So uh, she goes with him to the place, to his, to his, his mom's house, mm-hmm. seeing his mom there. And um, his mom's like, he, his mom sees her and, and he's like trying to explain. And she's like, no, she's like not before I've had my morning tea, basically. Right, right. <laughs> then we'll get into it. But like, Zan just like completely charms her, you know, because she's just up for anything, uh, even the things that make you know in cringe about his mom. You know, she <laughs> Zan is like totally into it. You know, mm-hmm. happy to be there. Yeah, yeah, I like that scene. Yeah. So her mom's like, oh, she's great. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of being upset. Like she was so Right. Upset. Like, and then again, we're talking about kids. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know about you, but my parent would have flipped their wig if I would have had him oh, in the car. I mean, not in the car, but in the house in the morning. And it looked like he had been there. Like, but yeah, no. you gotta have a really good, right? Right, an extremely good excuse. 
you know, you know, he's he's really into her and everything. Like, and he, in fact, he had tried to kiss her earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had been uh, drinking for the first time, basically, because she wants to know what this punk is about, right? And she got sick and threw up on him. That was so gross. It was so was gross. So gross. I hate throw up. Throwing yeah. it is so. Oh God. Mm. I really had to close up. my eyes until it was done because I really hate throwing. Uh, and she threw up on him. Like his in his mouth. Yes. Yo. Cause he thought she was going for a kiss for some reason. Yeah. That But he also doesn't know she's an alien, so True. But alien or not, I would have beat the dog shit out of her. Like I'm It's sorry. not her fault. She wasn't trying to throw up in his mouth. He's the one who kept coming to her. Legit <laughs> not the point. I don't care. It is like, like no, I don't she didn't throw up on his mouth on purpose. Not the point. She threw yes. up. The it was point, an accident. The accident or intentional. I would have beat the hell out of her. <laughs> That's throw up. That is the worst. Worst of the worst. Well, she, she doesn't, doesn't know. She doesn't know. But she gonna know after I beat her ass. Like, wow, that's not how that's not how you that's not how you parent teach, Lindsay. It's it's not, but it will be. <laughs> <laughs> this is the curriculum today. <laughs> you gonna learn today, shit. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, but the uh, one of the things is like it never really strikes any of these boys that like this behavior they're experiencing is alien <laughs> is Nothing not up normal. to this point right like right. they're very much like okay this is different but you know whatever right. you, know. you know and but, it's like no but that's why know. it's in the pop i mean in the punk scene because they they embrace that difference you mm-hmm. know what i mean so it kind of makes sense why they didn't catch on yeah that, you know yeah although uh although even you know <laughs> Hopefully you'd be like, this is strange. <laughs> Am I safe? Look. Right, right. Do we need cold words? <laughs> right. Do we need cold words? Do yeah. I need to like count the exits? What's going on? Right. What is it? So, yeah. yeah. So they they uh get to his house, she charms his mother and everything, and they kind of spend the day just like doing a whole bunch of different stuff. You know, just like uh, eating tomatoes in the garden and like just doing, but doing things very strangely and weird because Zan is an alien. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't have any context or concept of how things are supposed to be done or anything like that. So she just does them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she's having a really good time and everything. And eventually they find out that their alien race does this thing called the eating where they eat their children to maintain their lives right mm-hmm. uh it's supposed to like feel good or whatever and uh you know they find uh in and his friends find that out they're like no this is not this is not what you should be doing. right yeah they're, they're he's like my dad left me but he didn't eat me right like, <laughs> right he called them cannibals yeah yeah because they eat each other yeah yeah, cannibal alien cult, basically. Right. Yeah. Right. And um they you know, they've they've been cute and like slightly romantic here and there, and then at one point you actually kiss and it's like a they they had they had done this show on stage because 
he because you know Zan wants to see this punk thing, so they took her to the venue where uh, you know uh, she where what's her oh Boudica is the is the owner there, mm-hmm. and so they meet and Boudica is just like kind of fascinated with Zan and just like puts her on stage, and it's just like go ahead and sing. And she's like I don't know any song, right. Right, but she told her that she was a star, <laughs> and it's like so nobody like, is taking that in the literal sense, of course. Right, so, right. Yeah. So it makes sense why she was like, "Yeah, go, yeah, Just make it up, fine, right? You know, you're a star, yeah, punk DIY, you know." But she's like, "I really don't know any songs. Like, I don't <laughs> know any songs. Uh, what are songs, basically?" Basically. Um, so she just kind of starts telling the story of her people, right? So this is probably just like something they've done before, you know, to tell the story to each other and stuff like that. And it's uh it's a really cool way to get exposition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I like that. Mm-hmm. Um because you get to hear, you know, this, this not just the story of the people, like what the eating is and like mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And, and of course, nobody thinks she's like telling a true story, you know, because right. that would be incredibly wild. Right. Like, what do you mean? Right. They, they all think it's metaphor. Yeah. Now, I low key like the song. The song was good. Also, Elkin sing? Yeah, but you know, he, um, at the beginning of the movie, when they were at the concert, remember that girl that tried to clown him? He he was singing. That's how she tried. That's how she clowned him. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So yeah. The I, girl with the pink he, hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I knew he had a little. Yeah, he can he can sing. He can sing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, I mean, uh, you know, Zan could sing too, which was surprising because I've never seen Elle Fanning sing anywhere mm-hmm. uh, before. I was like, oh, okay, this is actually not bad. This is actually kind of good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of goes. Uh, but everybody loves the song, right? They all think it's cool and punk and stuff, and like she's crowd surfing or whatever. And uh, I don't think she realized, but like some of the other young aliens are in the audience too, mm-hmm. and they're like amazed, you know, by everything that's going on because uh, they've never seen anything like this before. Heard they don't know any songs, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, she's feeling it and everything. and uh, But, like, again, she doesn't know what to do. She's an alien, right? Mm-hmm. And so her, her, her parent teacher, her dad, shows up. He's trying to get her to come back, you know, because they're shutting her from the group and everything, and they're getting ready to leave, and they don't want to, he doesn't want to leave her on Earth, right? Uh, and it is also out there arguing as well, and it's just kind of like they're arguing and not listening to her, you know, what she wants to do. So she's just like, everybody just leave me alone. Right. Like, yeah, I get it. So she goes off and she's like kissing random people and drinking random drinks or whatever mm-hmm. and, and gets up again. again. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In another dude's mouth. Yeah. 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 Uh, but he thinks it's cool, I guess. Because he he doesn't seem he doesn't seem disgusted at all. Yeah, which not I, in the least. Yeah, I'm not that cool. I don't think I'll ever be that cool. Like, Never. No. And I'm okay with that. Call me what you want. I'm okay. Yeah. With that. Yeah. I'm just. Mm. So, but anyway, <laughs> 
they all go back to uh, the house, mm-hmm. right? Which is like the alien base, right? Well, they tell, they tell, they eventually tell um, Boudicca like the whole story, like what's really going on, that it's real and everything, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, because they, uh, and they, they eventually go back to the house because they had taken, they had taken Zan basically mm-hmm. back, and um, the first they call him the first PT, which is the first parent teacher, it's this person in all white with the white hair, you know. Mm-hmm. who apparently brought all these different groups together because they all thought they were alone in the universe and were destroying their planets. And really what I guess they didn't realize is that it's pretty much a death cult. Uh, you know, he brought them together and now they're all together, but they all eat their children so there won't be any more of them. And then eventually they'll all be eaten by the first PG. Yeah. That's a slow way to kill off the masses. Right, right, but he's like, there's, but there, there's so much dignity in dying this way. Shut up, no. <laughs> so, but they figure out that um, Zan is pregnant because during the show, there's like this, I don't know, this scene where they're on like another plane of existence or something, mm-hmm. and uh, they come together, and you can see like something, something going between the two of them, right? Yeah. It's like the string going from him to her, and then he also gets some of it as well. And so uh when Queen Boudicca and her army show up uh to rescue Zan from the aliens, mm-hmm. um <laughs> they actually it's funny, they actually, you know, they're they're there to fight and whatever, but things are things are of course very weird. And so the Stellas come out first and they try to seduce Queen Boudicca. Right, and she's like, I am not, I do not care about this. I'm not into this at all. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You know? And uh, they're like, oh, God, they don't know what to do, basically. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, they actually just kind of, like, sit down and start talking, which is really funny. I love that scene between between, between Ruth and Nicole Kidman, like, sitting on the stairs and talking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was like, girl was getting drunk and just spilling her guts. Exactly. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, and uh, the first uh, PT realizes that uh, Zan is pregnant somehow, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably due to what happened on stage, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, Ann is like, are you for real? <laughs> yeah, you know, and I guess yeah. he's ready to be there and take care of his babies because he's like, I'm not leaving. Right, right. I'm not gonna leave these these babies like my dad left me. You know. Right. And again, we're still talking about kids. Like they're still kids. Like he's still like sixteen. Right. Like, like wow, yeah. Because I was like, like the stuff that they was doing, I couldn't do a fraction of that at their age. Like no movie teenagers or something else. Not even like going out to a concert like by myself with no. my friends on a bike. No, not with my friends on a bike, and not to no club for a concert. Now, yeah, I went to like venues that were not clubs, like arenas and theaters for concerts at that age with yeah. my mom, but. Yeah. Yeah, with your mom. No, mm-hmm. without my mom. I did that without my mom. Oh, without your mom. Yeah. My mom did 
not doing some more rap shit. <laughs> <laughs> but those are like legit concerts, like not in no bar where they're serving. I mean, this is barely a venue, really. It's a warehouse. Yeah, you know. like it. It was nothing shady. No shady place. No pop up place. A place that has a real address. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's why I'm like these these uh these movie teenagers or something else. They're so free. Yeah. You know, but it is supposed to be 1977. So. True. Sure. I'm sure they had way more um way more freedom. Or at least we like to imagine they do. Sure. Like what would they like? Right. Uh, right. You know. So, but <clears throat> now that Zan is pregnant, she's gonna become, you know, a parent teacher. Cause they're all voting about whether to kick her out, you know, mm-hmm. leave her here, um, all this kind of stuff. And so they come to a tie, but now that she's a parent teacher, she'll get to vote once she has her kids, so they can't really vote her out. Right. But uh, you know, her dad tells her, it's like, I don't know if your children can be born here. Like, I just don't know that if they can work. Yeah. Yeah, because our so, children are half Right. Because he's like, uh, you know, our people are dying. Basically, we don't have enough to replenish. Every every cycle, we don't have we don't have enough children, and then we eat them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that means that yeah. would that would help. Yeah, you got maybe <laughs> right. don't stop eating your kids. Right. You know, because that that's what's at the vote really is: shall we continue to eat our children? Right. Right. And uh, half say no, half say yes. So. Yeah, I just don't understand how they feel like they can continue if they are eating the young. It's just what they've come to believe is the thing, I guess, you know, joining PT in this, you know, group, or whatever. Yeah. They, you know, this is what they, they, they've been told they need to do for their survival. Yeah. And who knows how long they've been under the thrall of PT telling them this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I just chopped it up as because I was just like, you know, maybe there's some level of alienism that is above alienism. my <laughs> right, is above my <laughs> pay grade. So I'm gonna just ride I'm just ride along. I mean it could just be that they really are a cult, right? Yeah. And this is something <laughs> they've been told to believe by this cult leader for so long. Right. And right. now that, you know, this this Zan has had this personal experience and it's like, you know, maybe we shouldn't eat our kids. Mm. Yeah. New ideas, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. So mm-hmm. um, you know, Zan is like overwhelmed with the idea because if she leaves, they tell her she can't come back to Earth. And if she stays on Earth, she might not be able to have her kids. And then also, their people are dying. Mm-hmm. Right. So, she makes the decision to leave. And uh, they all leave by jumping off the roof. Yeah. Which was, I was I was panicked at first because I was like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody's jumping off the roof. It's just so unsettling to see people do that 
Uh, mm. Like I don't know. There's this um, there's this mini series on uh, H, formerly known as HBO Max. Um, I think it's called 1891 or 18 something like that. Anyway, it involves all these people on a ship, and at one point, most of the people jump off the ship, and it's just it's just so unsettling to see to me. Yeah. So like seeing this is kind of like the same thing for me. I was like, oh my god! Until you know, and and Zan's gonna jump, and uh, it of course holds her back because like, what are you doing? Right, like what the hell is this? Yeah, right. Because yeah. we haven't really seen them have necessarily gravity defying powers. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they only save those for special occasions. I guess. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, but she jumps, and we see that there's nobody on the ground. So they've somehow jumped to somewhere else. Right. And so 15 years later, and uh, it's so funny, because they have in dressed up like Neil Gaiman. Mm. Like a younger Neil Gaiman. Okay. Uh, Neil always had, like, this wild black hair, and like these glasses and everything. And he, you know, he got, he started really started his career, got really going in like in the nineties. Okay. Um, so it's supposed to be like in the, in the, sh- in the movie, it's like 1992, I think. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he looks very much like Neil from that time. Okay. Um, but he's doing a book signing where he's written about his experience with the aliens. Basically he's written a comic book called the virus boys, which I guess was supposed to be the name of their, their group. They're their uh their zine, you know. Mm-hmm. And um so he's written that and you know, people are coming in telling him how much they love the book and he's, you know, signing their names, whatever. And it gets to the next person and they're like, Oh yeah, we could only afford one copy between all of us, which I'm just like, oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, really dedicated. All right. Okay. Um <laughs> and they're like, Could you just sign it to all of us? And it's his kids. Which isn't, I, I don't know, I didn't feel like that was completely clear in the movie. Because there is this thing about this uh, like little symbol that they create, that In and Zan have created themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, each little group has their own little, like, jewel or symbol or something, like a symbol and jewel or something like that. They have their own little symbols. And so, uh, when they did their whole, like, trading of the strings and the kiss thing, like, at the at the show, mm-hmm. uh, they created their, a new one, right? So, oh, uh, and then one of the things I forgot to say was, you know, when they had gone to the house to try and get Zan, uh, one of the alien groups, like, made this sound that make all the humans, like, fall out asleep. Yeah. Except for Aang. Mm-hmm. Because of, like, whatever had gone on with this sharing of whatever... Um, and so he wasn't fully human anymore, basically. Mm-hmm. Because, but they made this new symbol. Um, <laughs> it looked like the number thirty-four to me on a on a um, okay. on a guitar pick. And so mm-hmm. all of the people who are, you know, like, hey, we could all of us could only afford one book because you signed it to all of us. They're all wearing that symbol around their neck. Mm-hmm. And apparently, they're all. It's like seven people. It's like a group of people, and they're apparently all of his kids. So I guess they have a litter of children. Yeah, that's what I said today. And I was like, wait a minute, because yeah. I I thought they're because they're like, oh, because they they're named after like different punk groups. Because mm-hmm. like my, one is like, oh, mine is Susie with an X, like Susie C with the Banshees, and then another one is like, oh, my name is Dee Dee, like uh, he's another singer, 
And like another one is like named after an actual band. <laughs> and then the last one is named after him. And so watching the movie, I'm thinking, oh, so that one's his kid. But no, they're all his they're kids. All right. Yeah, it was um, it was pretty clear to me that all of them were his kids. Oh, not me. Yeah. I didn't pick that up until I was watching like some of the after videos. Cause I was like, okay, yeah. like, I, cause and also I thought I had recognized one of the girls from being a part of like the aliens kids from before. Mm-hmm. So I thought they had come back, uh, no. but it was yeah. Yeah, no, I knew once he. Once he started like shaking her hands and it started dawning on him and his face started changing, I was like, okay, these are his kids. And then like the whole time when they were referencing her pregnancy, they were referencing it as multiple. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, first off, it was already beyond me that you already know you're pregnant. And then on top of that, you know that you're pregnant with multiples. So, and see, when you said multiples, I thought twins. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's where we will automatically go, right? right. But then we would, but then we have to take into account that first off, she's already knowing she's pregnant after a couple of hours, you know, and she's they alien. haven't had they haven't had any kind of human sex, right? Right, no human sex. Um, they had partial human sex, and then they had metaphoric sex. And oh, all, she said partial. She said partial and faithful. Yeah, yeah. So like. I was like, okay, so all of this led to her being pregnant, and she, on top of that, she's an alien. So yes, why not have about ten children? <laughs> Throw it all in there. Let's go. So I guess so. So yeah, yeah, I I I caught that. Yeah. So he basically wrote the story of how I met your mother. Alien. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of um. Especially when they were singing the origin story, it kind of reminded me of Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Yeah. So. But yeah. Yeah. But that is how to talk to girls at parties. Especially when you don't realize you're not talking to a girl, you're actually talking to an alien. Right. Right. So. So when. The, when the movie came out, it got like uh, 48% mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes. And they basically gave it like the consensus of it has like a lot of energy and ambition, but it's just kind of unfocused. It doesn't really feel cohesive. So basically they got like mixed or average reviews mm-hmm. from there as well as on Metacritic as well. Do you Ah uh, yeah, I would agree that it's got a lot of really good things going for it, but it does need just a little bit more to bring it all together. Mm. Um, it probably needs more because it's like a it's like an hour and it's like a ninety minute movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and while it is a short story, you probably need just a little bit more to flesh things out. Uh, for the movie. Um, but I still enjoyed it. So what about the movie do you think should have been made more clear outside of the kids at the end? Instead of of the fact that they're um, just, I don't know, like, just just like, I don't know, it's just so fantastical. (laughs) Like, I don't know exactly (laughs) how you could do it. But it's just um, so many new things are being introduced all of the time. Mm -hmm. And you just kind of, and, and um, 
which is fine because I like the feeling of being like kind of in a mystery trying to figure out what's going on, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just it it's it's like oh you get some story kind of later with them like saying actually we eat our children and actually it's because of this and are you actually in a cult? Maybe you're actually in a cult. <laughs> Are we still gonna like listen to P one now? Like, I guess with them showing up, we find out. Okay, so they don't eat their children anymore. Well, what what does that mean? I don't know. Yeah. Um. So you have like unanswered questions. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. I don't know if like. I don't know if I feel the same way because I feel like I was okay with going along with the ride because like I thought on okay yeah they're aliens but it was it was interesting to see these people that are in it with them now that was pretty realistic how like you're not gonna say that aliens is an option you know what I mean so it was interesting to see them go along with trying to figure out what they are you know and the fact that cannibalism was on the list and not aliens was funny. So, right. you know, <laughs> but, um, but it made sense because these mm-hmm. are, because in real life, I mean, of course it ain't real life, but in real life, you would not automatically go to aliens, you know? And if you do, nobody's yeah. going to take you serious. So, no, no. And you can uh, be right, you know. I did like they had his blonde friend like come to terms with his sexuality because <laughs> he finds the two Stellas that he was with before, he just kisses them both. Yeah, um, I thought that was fun, but we don't really get any kind of well, or I don't remember at least getting any kind of resolution for his other friend or any kind of like end for his other friend. Um, he went on a date. That was about it. Oh, okay. I guess that was it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that makes good. sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, of course, with the title, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. You figured out how to talk to girls and girls. Okay. Or aliens. Yeah. Whichever one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, I, I honestly can say I enjoyed the ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. You do bring up good questions. I just don't see. I don't see that they. I don't see. I mean, they could have been answered, but I don't really see it being a need for them to be. I just feel like there was more there, mm-hmm. and that we weren't getting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. They could it could have been more, they could have went in more detail, but um it was already an hour and forty two minutes. It it could have been two and a half hours yeah. to figure it out, you know. Well no, I hope not. But like I I would take an extra thirty minutes or even just like kind of like a more kind of like a limited series. Mm-hmm. Now a limited series would have been cute. Yeah. Yeah, that one would have been cute. You because they're cause like especially dealing with aliens. There is so many ways that you can go with that. Yeah. You know, especially because you're dealing with aliens on Earth and they look like humans. So 
Mm-hmm. But they're doing weird shit, so it's like, what is going on? You know, so it would have been fun to watch the the actual humans figure out what's the deal with these group of people. Yeah. You know, while we're screaming at the TV, they're aliens. Like, so. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, you introduce these aliens and they're definitely like different from other aliens you've seen in movies and things like that. So now I'm like curious about them. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And like, like I get that they're, I get each group because of the um, parent teacher. Mm-hmm. But if the main one comes from white, you would think, like, what, what would make them, like, what would make them graduate to have their own little fleet of parent teachers, you know? Like, that would have been interesting. Even, how does their transportation work? Because you just jumped off a building. Yeah, and when you look <laughs> like, down, where did gone. you go? Right. Like, do you just, like, become a star and just fly off? Right. Because there is one point where she says, you know, Zan says that she had been a star. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how does this actually work? And then it would have been nice yeah. to see where they're going. Like, what Although I wonder if Zan yeah. talking about her being a star is kind of a reference to Stardust, which is another Neil Gaiman book and movie mm-hmm. where a character is actually a star and uh, gets pulled down from the heavens. But anyway. It could be. It could be. Yeah, all things that could be ironed out in a series. Or just, you know, explored more because it would just be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get that. But then I also like the um the mystery. Yeah. Mysteries. Said, they leave it up to your interpretation. So I like that. I like that. So now to our rating system. Yes. So we have <clears throat> one movie real trash AF. Two it exists. Three, entertaining. Four, great. Five, a true classic. So, Maria, what say you? Um, I think I'd probably give this a four. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we had some really good performances. The music was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was definitely surprising and unique. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, very entertaining. You, you definitely wanted to stick with it to find out, you know, what was going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would say four. What would you say, Lindsay? Same four. Yeah, I was. Um, I I enjoyed the ride. I enjoyed the ride the whole time. Um, at first, at first, I thought it would be something that just wouldn't be something that I would care for. Mm-hmm. But I was pleasantly surprised. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So um for all the reasons that we have mentioned during this almost hour long stream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely kept my attention. So yeah. Yep. So yeah, that's what I would give. So it. what what did you have planned for me next? Oh, okay. <laughs> 
Okay, so the movie that I did have planned, mm-hmm. um, we can't do right now. Right. So, uh, yeah. Okay, so let me see about this one. So we can do independent films, right? Yeah. Okay, so let me see where this one's at. Bet. Okay, so um, we're going to do Death by Temptation. Okay. Yes, so this movie um, came out in 1990. And that's where I'm talking about. And it's death, D-E-F. Yes, D-E-F, by temptation. It's um, on Pluto. So, yeah. It's um, on Tubi as well. Is it on Tubi as well? And Amazon Prime. And and Peacock. Oh, it's all over and, the place. And Plex. <laughs> yeah, and Freebie. Uh, AMC Plus. But you know what? This movie is a horror movie, so that makes sense why it's all over the place right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So get it while it's free, I, cause you know. Get it while it's free. Yeah. Yeah, because you know they be switching stuff up, especially after um Halloween. So they really do. Yeah. And I was, I was, I, that was one thing I was thinking about the other day, uh, when we we're like, yeah, we're gonna. So I was like, oh, I hope the movie is still available on Max. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because before we started doing this, I had no idea how frequently they might change, you know, where you can watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've done that a couple of times um, mm-hmm. since we've been doing this podcast. Like, it'll be there when I look it up, trying to uh, be uh, proactive. And then when I'm like, hey, let's do it, it's nope. Five days later, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Right, like, dude. So, yeah. So yeah, death by temptation. Um, yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to uh see what your thoughts are. Yeah, I've never heard of this. So you haven't? Never. Yeah. Yeah. So um, a couple of people that are in it, um, that you may have heard of, mm-hmm. Kadeem Hardison, Samuel Jackson. Those names ring a bell. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Melba Moore, Najee, Bill Nunn. Yeah, so. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, this will be interesting. I probably haven't seen it since the 90s. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it says it came out in 1990. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I remember watching this as a kid. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I would not have Israel or I definitely would not have been allowed. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching this with my mom. But I also wasn't allowed to watch Beetlejuice, which was rated R at the time. So Beetlejuice was rated R. I had yeah. a language. It's rated R. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't remember if they used the F word or not. But if they did, that's probably I feel like they did. Yeah. <laughs> As well, I'm thinking they did too. Like it probably was for the length, cause uh, I was telling my mom this uh, when we were in Africa. Um, the King's Speech, you know, that's a rated R movie. Oh really? Yes, because the story behind it, cause you know the King the King's Speech is um, based on a true story about Queen Elizabeth's dad. 
and yeah. he had to give a speech um, right before England entered in World War Two, and mm-hmm. he had a really bad speech impediment. He stuttered mm-hmm. a whole lot, so um, he didn't really give public speeches. And his wife, um, she went and got like this world-renowned speech therapist to help him so that he could address the nation. And mm-hmm. he did. Um, he helped him out, but his tactics were unorthodox. So um, one thing that he had him do was say the F word. Mm-hmm. Once he got um, to the point where he would get anxiety and get flustered to where he'll, cause that's how he would um, stutter, you know. So once he felt that, he would say the F word a whole lot. So he just get <laughs> stuttering out of the way and then get back to the speech. So they said the F word a whole lot in the movie. Well, in order for you to get an R rating, you got two F words before it's a rap. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So that's the reason why they yeah. got the R rating. Yeah, apparently they had created a PG-13 version where they just bleeped it because mm-hmm. they refused to cut it out of the movie. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but it, you mean, can't get the PG-13 version on DVD or anything like that because they replaced it with the radar version period yeah because I mean it takes away from the whole point of the movie yeah you know so yeah but yeah you're only allowed to before you, you automatically get that I mean the oh, R wow. so yeah make those two worth it <laughs> right no. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah. So yeah, um Death by Temptation, that is our choice for next week. So Maria, where uh-huh. can we find you? You can find me online anywhere and everywhere. If I'm there, you will find me at Valar More Dollars. That's V A L A R M O R Dollars. I'm also on another podcast called Nerdgasm Noir. Uh, where it's five black women talking about nerdy, geeky, tech, anime, pop culture things. So you can come join us there. We've set up a Patreon and everything, so you can check out those details too. But where can they find you, Lindsay? Um, you can find me everywhere at L underscore Renell. That's mm-hmm. L underscore R-A-N-E-L-L-E. And also on my other podcast, The Issue Talk, and that is with me and my cousin talking about various topics. Mm-hmm. Pop culture hot topics. Yes. Yes, and viral moments and things of that nature. All right. So, yes, this was episode 39 of Rumors mm-hmm. Review the Movie. And we will see you guys for episode 40. Bye. Next time. Have a spooky Halloween, y'all. Yes.